Um, this is not an AA meeting. And I've selected a passage from the AA Big Book today from page 62 at the bottom of the page starts with this is the how and why of it. Yep. So page 62 at the bottom of the page. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He's the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arc through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all powerful, he provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, <clears throat> tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. And if I may, I would like to add a little passage from page um, 86 to that, which I think goes well with it. Um, also at the bottom of the page. Um, so page 86, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. All right, that's it. Great. First, yes, so the how and why of it is pretty comprehensive, yes? If you were faced with something and it was presented, all right, this is the how and why of it, this would be a pretty comprehensive overview. And then he goes, uh, first of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. This is where I feel uh, the message we're sharing here is quite helpful. Because if you're in the state of, of being identified with that which is playing God, and you hear it from that condition, and you try to stop playing God, that's playing God. I'm just going to say it a couple of times because it actually captures the whole thing of the message that this platform supports. Yes. And this is the how and why of it, first of all. So, in a process, first would be very important. Yeah. Because a process is on time and first does a lot of things, it sets the direction, it does a lot of it has a lot of importance in a process that's in time, yeah, which the program of recovery is. 
So first, we had to quit playing God. My humble feeling is the head that we're listening to is in the act of playing God. So if that head is what catches this statement before we hear it, it catches, it does actually catches it after we hear it, but it causes us to forget we heard it, then that which is playing God has caught the message, you got to quit playing God. And so what does it do? It tries to quit playing God. Yeah, that's playing God. Ad infinitum. It never corrects itself. Yeah. That stubborn mistake does not correct itself. There's not a point where you stop playing God while playing God. There's not a point. You do not arrive there. You do not arrive at the point, all right, I've played God for four freaking years. I finally quit playing God. No. You see that you're not that which is playing God. This is the humble invitation. Now, I do not have jurisdiction of how you hear it and how what you make it, but that's why we come back every week, just to try to put, be clear about how we're presenting this. We're presenting this as after a while, maybe not the best thing to rush right into this idea in recovery. Maybe you should get your externals down and do what we do. But after a while, you're going to hopefully see that which has defeated you as something other than you. Yeah, because if you try to turn a snake into a not a snake, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's just not. So this is a parasitical movement. It latches on to us and it lives on us. Yeah, so we are the role of the host and it's the role of the parasite. For the parasite to win, in most cases, the host has to lose. This is how it goes. So the parasite is in the head, and it's playing God. AA says you got to quit playing God. That sounds like a daunting order that we're going to fail, and this is what happens quite a lot. The way we read it from the parasite is we're going to do something that we can't do. Yeah, like when someone said, hey, just stop drinking. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great, but I can't seem to do it. Just stop, you know, fucking get married, have a kid, stop. Yeah. Sounds great, but it doesn't seem to come to pass. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm in a dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> a very big dilemma. I'm taking myself to be that which has defeated me. And I live in an anxiety that I'm probably going to be defeated again, which is actually a correct forecast. Yeah. So it's difficult to get rid of that anxiety because the alarm and the danger is appropriate. Yeah. And so here we're seeing that which is playing God, which is in the head where the problem resides. We are not that which is playing God. And this is how we quit playing God we see we're not that which is playing God. That's the humble offering. Yeah. Now, it can be seen any way anyone can see it, but that's how I, I see it right now, and I'm presenting it that way. Yeah. I found great relief when I finally saw that which has defeated me is not me. 
Before I saw that, I was trying to be free as that which has defeated me. And I was getting caught in that net that has been completely identified by our community. Self can't get out of self. Yeah. So that which is playing God cannot quit playing God. That's playing God. <laughs> it just can't do it. Yeah. Can't happen. Can't. Can't. Yeah. All right. Great news. If I'm not that, it's great news. Because now I can see that which is playing God, and I don't call it me. And I can do a fearless inventory on how self has defeated me in this life. I can be fearless and thorough because I'm not taking an inventory on me. I'm taking an inventory on self's manifestations in my life. That's completely different than mine. Yeah. Now, I don't care if everyone has ever in AA has, has it passed on to you that these are your resentments, your fears, your harms done to others. I humbly have come to a conclusion that's not true, at least where I'm sitting. Yeah. I have a right to voice the opinion. I'm a member of AA. I've been sober for quite a while. And I'll tell you, I can tell relief and I can tell imagine relief. And this is relief. It is relief. You're not trying to talk yourself into being okay. You're okay listening to the talking in the head. Yeah. It's just that simple. Now, I've been moved by it so much, it has become a sort of a seat assignment, and I attempt to share it in my community. Because, not because of me or you, but because of the relief I think it can bring about in your life and my life. I don't think it can bring it about in my life. I've witnessed it. I would I would love for you to witness it. Yeah. And if you see this idea and it captures you, you'll read the book differently than when you saw it, when you thought it was you all along. You will probably disagree with this statement. We manufacture our own misery. I do not believe that. I believe something has taken us over and uses us to manufacture misery. That's how I see it. I do not believe you are your own worst enemy. You may have something that you could call your worst enemy right where you are, but it's not you. And I do not believe that you hate yourself. I do not. Do not. Do not. I believe something may hate you, but I don't think it's you. <laughs> Just that simple. And you read the book. It says, hey, self-imposed crisis. That doesn't mean you imposed it. Self-imposed it. Any life run on self-will is not you, it's self's will. Any life run on self's will is basically, for all intents and purposes, not your life. For all intents and purposes, self is living through you, just like it does with all of us. And we have been defeated by a singularity that we call self, and we are the plural, plurality. We are the us. Yeah. How can you miss the obviousness of it? Tons of people that every one of us thinking we're so unique end up at the three same parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. We got the same fucking driver. Yeah. And if you don't recognize it, you're going to see this disease kills us with extreme personalness. It brings us to a point of feeling uniquely terminal. It's just that terminal uniqueness is just fucking unbelievable. That is like 
stage four cancer that that when you're in that stage where you believe or every thought is yours uniquely you are the only one who thinks the way you think you're the only one who feels the way you feel you're the only one that's done these heinous things that's a that's a very deep level of the addictive nature yeah you're like a goner so to speak you're terminally you're terminally unique it's unbelievable <laughs> i entered the program in that condition i swear to god i was in a mental cocoon and nothing was coming in and nothing was getting out yeah and uh i had this was an educational experience going to aa meetings and listening to people share their thoughts, their feelings, and their behaviors, because they sure sounded like my thoughts, my feelings, and my behaviors. And then sooner or later, I came and I recognized the commonality of what we have been defeated by, and it ain't us. The commonality is self. Yeah, so that's it. That's the point. You read the book, you'll see it in a new light. I think self is probably the most used word probably in the book. Seriously, they're constantly saying it's the exact, you know, self-centeredness, self-seeking and frightened. That's what has defeated us. Extreme self-centeredness can't be relieved by any human power. It's going to be needed. You're going to have to find a power not coming from a human condition to give us the relief we need. All these statements have been verified in my own life but I just never heard the recognition of self as foreign. I just never heard it in the program. And I was in a thriving community in San Francisco. Still am. So this hit me, started sharing it. It ruined my fucking AA career in a lot of ways. Yeah. My circuit speaking was over and, and uh, getting invited. I would get invited to do these things and then the people would check me out and then I'd be uninvited. <laughs> Some reason, I don't know. It wasn't being greeted with open arms, but hey. Yeah. So that's the point. And here, first quit playing God. It doesn't work. God is going to be our director. And the thing is, it would be nice to know what's been the director has not been God. It's been self, yes? So self has been playing the role of director. Uh, he Self has been the principal. And we have been its agent. We have, yeah? That's the description of the old employer. We're now going to be introduced to a new employer. Yeah? But the fact is, whatever you think you are, your role here in a, in a way is being of use. Something is going to employ you. AA presents only two possibilities, either trusting finite self or trusting the infinite. So either self is, being in a, is employing you or the infinite is employing you. You're going to be employed. You're going to be driven. You're going to be moved. Yeah, there are going to be winds that are going to come into you as a sail and are going to direct your life. The sail does not direct your life. The sail catches the wind that directs your life. Yes? And those winds are different. If you've lived, lived under the tyranny of self, the, the incredible relief that comes from the infinite wind starting to direct your life through the 
through the mechanism of recovery, a design for living, you know the difference. You start being able to tell the difference. Yeah. Yes. And no matter how much the old wind tells you it's going to bring you to paradise, you know you're going to go to hell, so to speak. You are. That's how it, that's where the wind blows. Yeah. It tells you, no, it's going to be north this time, but it's always going to go fucking south. Yeah. <laughs> so AA is awesome, man. I could not, there was no way this life called Paul was going to be corrected. There wasn't a long enough retreat or a rehab. I spent two years in a rehab that didn't do it. I mean, what was I going to have to spend? Five, ten years? Probably. I was probably going to have to be institutionalized. The place I was in was a trip, two years, and they used to have these brochures about their success rate, and they would say it was like 97% or whatever, but that you had to read the fine print. You could never leave Delancey Street. You'd have to live there your whole life to stay sober. I didn't see that as that attractive. You know what I mean? I didn't even, I couldn't even choose my roommates. It was just, everything was appointed to me. Yeah. Where to go, when to go, how to go. Yeah. It worked. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it worked. But I, when I left after two years, I was a sitting duck. I got taken over quickly. And then self started using me for transportation again. And I landed in a much more pitiful and comprehensible demoralization. I did. It was so deep at that point. I didn't think I could go that much deeper. It was fucked. And really, I just gave up. And I was just trying to stay obliterated until I went to jail, institution, and or death. Yeah, And death was looking pretty attractive quite a lot. Yeah, I wasn't going to take my life, but I was willing to overdose. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I did many times. So, you know, I believe there is a better way, but I think we need to have an understanding of the older way that there was something that has been running our lives called self. And we're always pointing the finger at us. I would like to give it some of its fucking well overdue credit. For defeating us yeah just like we give gratitude and honor to that which is keeping us sober i would like to really just have a true assessment of that what's which kept us drunk yes i just don't think we do it i think we take it upon ourselves and we take the sense of doership and we own all that behavior that we did while under the influence i mean it's time to come out of that rock come out from under that rock yes yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, 40 years sober and you're still filled with resentment and fear and shit, something's off. Humbly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. I haven't, I do not have more resentments now than I had when I came in. No fucking way. I don't have, I don't do much, many inventories because I don't have anything to inventory. It's just every day the problem doesn't exist for me. It doesn't. Now I can come up with other problems, but nothing 
with uh, close to the size and dimension of that original problem. Nothing can, not even fucking close. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, really. Yeah. This isn't just a run of a mill problem that doesn't exist for you. It is the problem doesn't exist for you. It was a fucking huge problem existing as me. Yeah. Now it doesn't exist as me. Hallelujah. Yeah. I think it's great news. I was always, I was always, uh, well, whatever, you know. Whatever. Here I am. If you're new and this is confusing, just don't come here. Just go and just do what you need to do. And then when you get more in the program, you'll come back and look at your fourth column of your inventory and you're going to see self's role in it. You are sooner or later. Maybe you need to see your role in it and only your role in it now. All right, that's fine. But please return and check it out because your role is chock full of its role. <laughs> yeah, it is. All what you call your behavior is very, 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 there's very little of your behavior in your old behavior. There's a parasitical behavior all over the fucking thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, if it's time, if the time's right, check out, you know, go back to the x-rays and then you'll see that big blob in there and then realize it's a foreign agent that's been in you. <laughs> and if you see it as foreign, you can be free from it. If you keep calling it you, you try to be free as it and it doesn't work. Yeah. I can't make it simpler than that. I don't know. That's how I see it right this second. The problem will not exist for you. Incredible. I truly believe the problem doesn't exist as you. That's even better. Yeah, I do. Mm. There was no way if I was the doer of all that behavior, I would ever get relief. Because I was convicted in the mental court. Not giving my mother money when I had money. After I said every day for years, I'm going to give her money. I was convicted and the keys were thrown away. Yeah. There was no way I was going to get out with the greatest lawyer in the mental court system. I wasn't getting out. The only way I have become free from my past is to see I wasn't the main doer of it. That's how, how it worked, yeah. I do not go there based as the doer of it and then try to find relief. I got great relief by realizing I wasn't the doer of it. I was the, I was the car that drove the robbers to the bank. I did not rob the bank. Yes. Yeah. It seems like minuscule, but it's usually important. Yeah. If not, you'll be wed to the past. And then the head's going to use the past to fucking paralyze you in this present. It is. That's what it does. Yeah. It's funny. I don't even go in the past much at all anymore. I really don't. Every day is sort of like an etch-a-sketch. It happens, and then it gets erased, and then there's another lines going around. <laughs> but I don't go to, like, etch-a-sketch 1985 I just I just don't go there <laughs> I don't see anything in there I don't 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I remember one person came up to me and they were, did you hear that Watson Watts got divorced? I said, I didn't know they were married. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if they were married. I don't care if they're divorced. I really don't. <laughs> There's bigger fish to fry. How about staying sober? <laughs> married or not married. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I didn't get to the other part, which is beautiful. 84, right? 86. 86. Of course, yeah. I would, so in reviewing our, our day, I would not think about the day much, to tell you the truth. In in reviewing uh, about our day, we may face indecision. This is, again, this is just heralding the recognition of return, turning your will and life over to the care of a higher power, yeah? Obviously, the truth we need to address is we, without knowing it, our will and life has been turned over to a lower power. That's why when we get to the third step, if it was under our control, the program would have been over at the third step. You would have just turned your will and life over to the care of higher power. We can't. It's under the call. It's under the control of something else. So we can make a decision that we would like to do that. But what's going to enable that to, to occur is the working steps of AA, four through nine. We can't turn over what we're not controlling. Something has us, yeah? And if we want to turn anything over, we have to convince it to do it, yeah? So that has to be addressed. You're not going to be able to start working for the, old, the new employer unless you're clear about the old employer. Yeah, because the old employer will present itself as the new employer quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is telling you when you wake up and then you're going to have intuitive thoughts because now you're accessing other parts of the mind, not the not where the addiction is rooted. Yes. Which is in the narration. But you're opening up to intuitive thoughts, wisdom revelation, downloads, yes. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thank you, Paul. Gary's got his hand up. Gary. Hi, Paul, thanks. Hey, hey I, I'm just thinking about step four as you're speaking and um, inventorying how self has defeated me. And um, it seems like one of the things that's being noticed now is as I listen to you, it's like there's these thoughts of intuitive and um, um, and so it's like, oh, I've got it. And it seems like that's another uh, aspect of self, how self defeats me is by by this sort of claiming of insights as they, you know, come through the X-ray machine, sort of like, oh, there's now I see what you he's talking about. I got it, man. I can run with it, and you know that may be good to a point, but it seems like at a certain point, I'm. It's not 
coming from an infinite source anymore. It's something that has been claimed by a finite source and is trying to play God. And I don't know, I'm just, I guess that's something that goes on my inventory now because there's that sort of, <laughs> it, it, it's copy, it's a copycat. It copies that and claims it for its own. And, and you know, th then there's all kinds of reactions like, well, I wish I could stop that. I'd like to have this mind, like you say, be a service animal and not do that anymore. Can, now that I see it, could I just stop it? Because I'm tired of it. It doesn't, I don't like it. And apparently not. Apparently, you're saying, you know, the seeing of it is somehow um, the answer. The seeing yeah. of it is the answer. It's like, I got to stay in the x-ray room where I'm seeing the x-rays, not go back to being the patient or something like that. Um, any, anyway, I don't, I don't know if you get what I'm, where I'm coming from, but maybe there's a new line that has to be uh, noticed in the inventory about the claiming, you know, it's more or less constant. Yes. Well, this is a warning, but the thing is you did, uh, you get the infinite male and it's still infinite. There's just the claiming of it that wants to translate it into a finite thing. But the, you got it. Yes. You got yeah. the message you have. Things have happened inside of you that the only the infinite could trigger. So no matter if the finite claims the infinite doesn't change the, that it doesn't change the infinite to the finite. It just says it does. See, it's it's a statement that doesn't have any weight. You got it. You there have been, as it says, there's a power that's going to constantly reveal to us shit. Yeah, you've gotten that shit from that power. You have. Now, the head has reacted by trying to claim it and make it its own shit or do whatever it does. But you have an understanding to recognize that. But it doesn't devalue. It cannot devalue the infinite. It cannot. Yeah. It may make it unsuspecting. It may make it seem to be farther than where right where you are right now. It may try to do all these little magic tricks with it, but it can't cannot change the infiniteness of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got yeah. it. Everyone here has got it to some levels because we're establishing sobriety for today. So no matter how much the head's claiming it, it can't change it. Yeah. Your head has tried to change and mutate and maybe stretch out or your sobriety, but you're sober today. Yeah. So that's a demonstration of a power greater than self overriding this idea of self all fucking day. Yeah. So. Yeah. The infinite has downloaded in many of us and that infinite what the head who tries to claim it may make it somewhat finite and using for its own purposes, but that gold is still gold. Yeah. The form that it's been made into doesn't change the quality of the gold. Yeah. So what we do in AA is when you see this stuff happening, like you just described, Gary, bring it to step six and seven. Yeah. And so, all right, 
I found the gold, but it's in the form of a bracelet. Hey, that bracelet's coming from the, the old employer. I'm sending that bracelet to step six and seven and extract that gold. And I'll and I want the new employer to 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 use my natural resource of gold to a to its own point. Yeah, and I'll be the better for it because mm. I have faith in it that it works mm. because it's worked all these years. Yeah. So I see shit, I see the claiming, I bring it to six and seven. It's trying to sell the gold that I am as the gold is only based on this. You've got to gotta constantly polish the gold, all this bullshit. No, six and seven, throw it in there. It comes back out, gold. Yeah, mm. and then the revelation is how the higher power is going to use the gold. It's cool, yes? It's not, it's not going to form it the way the head does, ever, ever, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's going to always surprise your little mental logic. It is. Mm. So, yeah, I see it that way. You got it, Gary. I've watched you. Everyone here has gotten a semblance of it. Don't let the head claiming uh, make that not so. Yeah. Mm. You got it because you are it. You didn't get it because you got it. You got it because you are it. Yeah. This is just an un this is a this this is not a creation, it's a discovery. Yeah. That which is available is available. Has it been available to you? Maybe, maybe not. But this is what's being worked on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the Hey, bro, I've watched you. I've watched a lot of people here. Yeah. And I've seen the light go on a lot of times. And now that light's always on. And maybe you don't think so that day. Maybe you do think so that day. But the light's on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have gotten a sense that that which has defeated you is foreign to you. Hallelujah. I mean, I swear, this is the first, this is the most basic diagnosis we need to have. Yeah, because the activity of it is we're identified as it. Not because we want to be identified as it. It just states that fact as a fact, and it ain't a fact. Yeah, it says you already are a self. It doesn't say, oh, watch out, you're going to become one. It says you already are one. Yeah, it has you historically blunted. All your moves to go somewhere and be something else, it blocks you with a historical you are. You already are a self. And now, ha-ha, try to be out, get out of self. Try to get a better self. Rehab me, motherfucker. Try that. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to rehab me, and it's not going to work. Go da-da-da-da. Yeah. This is the thing. You're not a historical self. The self arises and says you're a historical self. Yeah? If you start recognize that voice is not of you, you're going to have a, ver a very healthy suspicion about what it's saying. And you're going to run into a lot of false evidence that seems to appear real to you. Yeah. Why is it that false evidence appears real to us? Is we're living from a false evidence. We believe we're a body, so to speak. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone you know in dead? it usually hits you that that body wasn't Uncle Fred. You were assuming it was Uncle Fred because you're thinking the body is Paul, but Paul, the body is not Paul. 
the livingness of Paul is not of the body. It's through a body, but not of a body. It's very clear, yeah? We are not, we are not a mental or physical condition. We are a spirit condition or a non-thing condition appearing through physical and mental and shit like that conditions, yes? So if you finally see the horse and it's in front of the cart, yeah, no matter how it appears, you're going to know the horse is in front of the cart. The program, to me, diminishes a mental condition, which makes the spiritual condition that's seen from the mental as an unsuspected fucking thing becomes obvious, yeah? It's like, like you do not introduce a new flower to the garden. You just notice the flowers in the garden. Yeah. Yes. So you lose interest in self, bammo, something happens. Yeah. You keep feeding interest in self, the same shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole program pivots on losing interest in self. Self can't do that. Self trying to lose interest in self is interest in self. It does can't. So, and how do you how do you know yourself or not self? Well, just check it out. The head is seeing you as a self all the fucking time. It can see you as a spiritual self or a loving self or a hateful self, but it's always going to be this idea of, of you. Yeah, this is what we lose interest in. Hmm lose interest in the idea of you great mm. it would be great if you could do it but it can't you see it if mm. you try to lose interest in you that's more you yeah can't do it haven't you noticed it i mean obviously I found one of the worst uh, let's say you want to get healthy. The self wants you to get healthy. It's magnifying everything makes you more ill. Have you noticed that? You've got yeah. bottles of vitamins in the thing. You've got you're constantly going over your intestinal tract every second. You're just totally consumed with health and it's making you ill. This is not a rare phenomenon. This is what happens. When the head gets interested in something, it fucking mutates it. it I, I've experienced it incredibly. Yeah, I realized my interest in being healthy is a producer of illness. Yes. I lived, I remember I got involved, I had trouble with the stomach. And so when I was young, I had a phase where I wasn't being directed as strongly by addiction. Yeah, 20 to 24. I got involved in a spiritual group and I started eating macrobiotically and everything like this. And, you know, just rice and fucking bancha tea and, you know, Ziki and fucking umboshi plums and fucking miso. And all day, my attention was on the intestines. Truly. Just like, how am I? It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, it was. It was just crazy. It's insane. 
Yeah. So then I had this one where I bought this these uh drinks, uh probi pro uh probiotic drinks. And I've had seen many of them, but this one had trillions of in beneficial intentional intestinal flora, millions of billions of them. They were selling them at Whole Foods. You'd buy them in like an eight pack and they were in little, looked like little milk cans. And I would drink it religiously for a year, very expensive. And I was going, I think I'm feeling better and this and that. So I finally decided I'm going to set, I'm going to get in touch with this place called Smoky, Smoky Mountain Labs, which was a big thing. You would, they'd send you a packet and you'd send them three days of shit. Yeah. And you, they, the thing is, what is it you want to look for? Of course, everyone parasite, you know, uh, see if I have parasites, this and that. I send it back to Tennessee, you know, sent them the shit and I'm waiting for this, the answer. All the while for a year, I've spent about a couple of thousand dollars on this probiotic drinks. Yes. Da, 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 drinking it up every day, religiously. I get the, uh, I get the thing. It comes back in. I open it up. First thing, no signs of a parasite. Fantastic. Yeah. Then I go to the next phase. Uh, signs of beneficial flora, 0.00000. I mean, I put trillions of these fuckers in me. Where are they? The whole civilization has disappeared. Yeah. Super fucking pissed and frustrated. Hey, I just been drinking trillions of these things every day and there's no sign of them. So then the next paragraph explained it all. Mr. Hedeman, you have this two forms of this bacteria that love intestinal flora. They ate it. So the thing that was really bothering me, I was I was catering, a gourmet caterer. I was giving it everything it wanted, and it, the two bacteria are having a fucking field day for a year on my dime. Yeah, This is insanity, isn't it? My, my, I wanted to correct something. I made it super worse. Haven't you noticed that in your own life? There's, there's, a, there's a secret clue in there. <laughs> something is not on the same page that you think it is. It has its own agenda, masquerading as your agenda. But then when you get to something that you really feel important, the way it works and the way it sees it, it fucks it up. I don't want to act out with this new girlfriend fucking acting out the first Friday night you go out. Yes. I kind of give her some space on internet, looking at her, her emails, you know, two o'clock parked in front of her house. Fucking insane. Uh, yeah. So there it is. It's simple. Stay sober, first of all. Because if you are a real addict and alcoholic, you're not going to see clearly with any kind of substance in you. It's just not going to work. Yeah. It just takes too much attention and interest to deal with it. It just it just sucks your whole life up. So stay sober, day at a time. And then if you have an interest in to see the exact nature of the wrong, look at page 64, third paragraph, it describes it. Yeah. 
being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Very simple. Being convinced. How are you going to be convinced? Usually by going in, checking out the past. Yes, because you have been defeated over and over again. You know how it feels like to be defeated. And now it's going to bring you to a point of being convinced of what that defeat means and where it's coming from. All right. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We are the us and something called self has defeated all of us. Yeah. You have not defeated you. You have been used to defeat you. Yeah. Okay. If we're clear on that, we're now going to look at its meaning self's common manifestations. Then there's just a little bit of white and it jumps to the next paragraph and it says resentment. So resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. Why do you keep calling them yours? Super clear description. We're going to look at the manifestations of self in our life. The first one, resentment. So resentment is a manifestation of self. Why are you calling it yours? You must be in the act of being identified as self. Yeah, there you go. We just diagnosed the exact nature of the problem. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we aren't even clear about fear and mental anxiety. We're not. We're calling a lot of mental anxiety fear. It is not fear. It's mental anxiety. Yeah. It plays the strings of fear, but it is not fear. It's mental anxiety. And that anxiety, the level of anxiety is completely based on the faith you have in the thoughts. Yeah. When you're trusting the finite self and trusting the thoughts that are presented by this idea of self, when there's faith in that, your thinking about something that's not happening will override what's happening in your life. That's the power of faith. Faith is going to manifest by what vehicle it is put in. We have noticed the vehicle of the faith and the vehicle of the mental condition and faith in the mental condition has been ha our defeat. We have been believing a lot of shit that isn't true. We've reacted as false evidence appearing real. And we've made some incredibly rash and stupid decisions based on self that have put us in positions to be hurt. Yes. All the while, it, we will invariably find the decision was based on self, not on you. Yeah. So something called self-will is running your life. It's not you. Great. Because then a possibility of something else running your life is available. If it's you, then it's you gotta you're stuck with it, so to speak. You might as well get loaded. And this is where a lot of us go to. We just go fuck it, you know? Fuck it. Yeah. I'm believing in this God. The God tells me it's never gonna get better. Fuck it then. Let's get loaded. Yeah. And then it self-fulfills the prophecy. It doesn't get better. 
get loaded again. And there you go. Once you drink and use, you're totally, you're like 24 seven open to be able, you know, something else is going to drive you. I mean, yeah. I've watched it, watched it tons of times. You know how many people I've talked to in AA? And you know how many people I actually talk to? Very few. Mostly I talk to alcoholism. At the point they're talking to me, they're in, they have been taken over by alcoholism. And I've heard it before. I've heard every fucking thing before. And I can forecast their life within like 30 seconds. You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked completely. Yeah. And then, of course, they say, well, I don't think so. Ba, 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 ba. And then they go out or they get off the phone. And did I meet Stephen? No, I met alcoholism. I try to talk to Stephen about alcoholism, but the first thing I met was alcoholism, masquerading as Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's very, uh, it's sober and and uh, it's a very sober assessment. And, you know, I have it running in my family. So I have it, uh, you know, people who I at one time really cared about and they were taken over again after 20 years. And after eight years of in and outness, they overdosed purposely. And at their memorial, her parents and her sisters were happy she was dead because it was so fucking terrible for eight years. They were actually happy it was over for her and them. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Did I believe Wendy killed herself? No, I believe something killed her for sure. Something foreign took her over and led to her demise. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Um, next up, Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> Yes. Hey. Um, okay. So my question is just to gain clarity on the lower power and the former employer. Yes. I I know that um, I've only been to a few meetings here, um, but I know like the word demon has been um, mentioned. So my question is. Do you actually see it as a demonic spiritual power that takes over? Um, or are you using that metaphorically? And if you really do see it as like a demonic spiritual power, um, do you still, even though we have a quote unquote new employer, do you still see that that can still come and affect us today? I see it mostly metaphorically because I see it as a foreign activity to make it, let's say more embellished or more dramatic. I try to paint it. It's demonic side, but it can also just, uh, the bondage of self can be seemingly extremely demonic, or it can just be, you could reach 12 feet, but you only reach six feet. So it's sort of like you are wearing a suit that's too tight for you 
you can't entertain taking it off because you think it's the skin. So, so no, I see uh, the idea of self as a foreign activity that the head is entertaining. I don't see it as demonic. It can appear to be demonic based on the treatment it, it, it dishes out to the host. Yes. So I think when I hear a host that's been taken over by something, talk about it almost as a demonic presence, I can feel that. Yes, I can feel that. Because it can end, it can be like that. Definitely. Definitely. When you're at your wit's end and something is driving you to do shit that you really don't want to do, that can be called feeling like being moved by a demonic presence. Yes. Yeah. But most of it, I'm sort of neutral around it. I just don't think it's you. Yeah. And I think it has a lot of limitations and I think it's truly blind about a lot of things, but won't admit it. Yeah. And I just don't believe it's a good GPS to follow. Yes. Because the problem resides there. The alcoholism is in the mental activity. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't feel it now in my life. I don't feel it as demonic at all. I feel as it is just uh I've just lost interest in it. So it doesn't matter if it has the ability to be demonic. It doesn't have the power to be demonic anymore. See, the, the power to be demonic doesn't come from the demon. It comes from us. Yes. Yes. So if you're before you see the guy behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz, when you hear the explosions, they're really, really scary. But then when you see the dude that's setting off the explosions, they take away the fear out of the explosions. Yeah. So the same thing. When you see what's sent to be demonic as what it is, which is just a foreign agenda that uh, is rooted in a sense of failure. It's a failed system. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what a failed system is? It's a failed system. Any life run on self-will is hardly going to be a success. That's a statement from our book because they observed it. Yeah. It matters what you think success is. If success is a, an availability and a presence of what's going on right now, I think self, a life run on self-will will, will hinder that greatly. Yes. Oh. Yep. Is that all right, Marjorie? Yes, that was very helpful. I see it as neutral too, but thank you. There you go. Yeah. So if you want to call it part of you, that's fine, but be very clear that it thinks it's all of you. It's just an important thing to recognize. Yeah. Yeah. We may have a lot of ideas about it, but it has very strong ideas about it. <laughs> <laughs> we may think we can win it over. Uh, I don't think so. But hey, many people have tried. Yeah. Yeah. I just rather see it as not me. And then if I'm going to be used, uh, I feel like the decision has been made, but to be used by the higher power for 35 years. Yeah. So I can say that has truly worked and is working. Yeah.
Hmm. All right. Anyone else? There is one more hand up. You have time for one more? I do, I guess. <laughs> Jessica. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. I've not joined you for a bit. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to share my experience of um, a resentment. I've been sober for a few years and I, I don't have resentments really, but there was one lingering one that I had with my son's father. The relationship was toxic. It was during the time when I was drinking and my alcoholism was descending. And I, uh, I looked at it as you put it across. It's not my resentment. And I asked myself, well, whose resentment is it then? Because this, re this relationship's over. It's been over for 10 years and I'm still carrying this resentment. And I'm completely unable to have a kind compassionate relationship with this human being because of this resentment that's 10 years old so I looked at it and whose resentment is it and it's whoever I was 10 years ago or whatever self was 10 years ago and I realized it's not happening now none of it is happening the feelings aren't happening like you said fear is often anxiety it's like this resentment all the feelings weren't being triggered nothing was happening and in that moment, I was completely able to let it go. And I looked at what is happening now. And what is happening is we're both parents of our son. And when that realization came in, I'm, I'm not kidding, a love, love rushed in. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's without me doing anything, it's completely changed our relationship. And, um, my son is going through a really, really difficult time at the moment at school. And the support that me and his dad have been able to give each other has been immeasurably valuable. And I didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't do anything. And I didn't know how valuable we could be to each other. Um, and it's, it's just been incredible, really, um, being able to, to, to perceive that. Um, and you know the comfort as well and the, like you say how disarming it is to know that you are not the mind and you are not the self is yeah. amazing and it doesn't mean for me that thoughts don't come and go and that emotions don't come and go Um, like my mum's really sick at the moment I've got a child that's really struggling money's really tight doesn't mean that I don't feel sad and I don't get frustrated but it just means for me I don't latch onto that feeling I don't um start telling a story around that feeling it is what it is and then it passes and it's happened today uh, but I do find uh one aspect really challenging where I find the self coming to the front and it is with my son where I've got a responsibility to care for him and for his welfare and I've been sort of looking at my self's role in my actions around my son and school and what I'm doing for him and how I'm advocating for him um, and in that role um, I find it really interesting how self comes in because I have to act on behalf of someone else. 
Um, and I find that disturbing at times. You know, it up, it upsets me, if you know what I mean. Like, I'd be mad if I could just sit in a cave, right, and not have anyone talk to me or expect me to talk or do anything. I'd be, I'd be bob on. But we don't live in that world. We live in the real world where we have to act and speak and do. And so, yeah, things do still come up for me. But I know just even a year ago, I would probably be paralysed with anxiety now and be in pain, physical pain from it. Um, I'm not, I'm okay and quite peaceful, really. You know, while it's going on, I just wondered what your perception is when you have to sort of act and do, especially on behalf of someone else and the role of self in that, if it's appropriate. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the share. And if that's where you are, when you're advocating for someone else, someone, something's advocating through you also. You know, Some people I know have a position of directing a lot of people, but they can still be directed by spirit. Yes. Yeah, this is the point. So if you have a situation, you definitely, I definitely believe you have the wherewithal to, to uh, live through that situation. Yeah. Remember that statement, God will never give uh, you more than you can handle. I would say God will never give you more than it can handle. Yeah. I believe me admitting I can't handle shit allows that other power to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm really a believer of God's not going to give more to me that it can't handle. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. So I did have trouble understanding some of the stuff because of the the accent, but I got most of it. And the last thing was about advocating for your child. What what else would a mother do but advocate for a child? Yeah. Yeah. And then see what comes up in the head and see it is not you. And if something gets stubborn, bring it to six and seven. This is the beauty of our program. There's the recognition is whatever's going on, there's some gold in there. You can't find it, put it into six and seven, it will be found, yeah? And it'll be put to a better use. Yeah, so, yeah. I think I got most of what you were saying, though, about the resentments with your your parents and stuff and having that change, and it happened with no thought or effort on your part. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens with most stuff, really. Yeah, so thank you for the share. Yeah. There is one more hand of uh, Mike M. Do you have time for one more? Yeah, yeah. Then we got to go. We got to go to DMV today. All right. Last one, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike. Oh, just a question because this was, uh, first of all, as always, thank you so much for doing this. Just a question. Would you say, would you say that like seeing, because I ha- used to have extreme suicidal ideations and somebody woke me up to that years ago and said because i called them and told them i wanted to kill myself this guy mark age great sponsor i had years ago but he said okay before you do that why don't you write a list of who the i is and who the self is and it was weird because even though i wrote that and i did see the self as like oh piece of shit blah 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 the the voice or the manifestations of self 
which was just enough, obviously, for me to not commit suicide. But would you say that's like a good start? It's an extreme example. Would you would you say that's a good start to like see that when those ideations or belief systems come at such a deep level, that that's that's duality? Well, yeah. You Does that make sense? I'm sorry. Duality. Yes. But the point is, you can't really, you're not, uh, you're not writing the curriculum in this, in this uh, school of life. Yes. <laughs> the curriculum is, is presented to you. And then you see what happens, right? So, so what's seeing that? You, something what happened with you was perfectly suited for you to trigger something. That may not trigger the same thing with me. So something I meet something in this life and it it's used to trigger something that's totally appropriate for this situation. But uh, I'm the student here, not the teacher. Yes. On all levels. Yes. Yeah. So, so but you can tell through all the curriculum after you're sober for a while, it's all, you know, yeah. The underlying anxiety of relying on the head is because it's not reliable. It's a tough one to get over. It's just not reliable. It's a failed system. So to try not to be anxious concerning a, a system that you're relying on that is failed is ridiculous. There's going to be anxiety. But now we're under a new uh, direction which doesn't promote anxiety. You realize that you're taking over, they're taking care of usually. Yeah. So it just builds upon a, a trust as you go along where the other one just erodes any trust that we start with. Yeah. That's basically the process of listening to the head. The head is listened to completely and then it erodes over time because of its myopic failedness. The other possibility we rely on, maybe with just a little bit of willingness, but because of its of its success, yeah, we come to believe, yeah, and therefore that that inert like tension of muscle of feeling like some shit's going to happen in every second that you get relieved of, yeah, and you don't have that pulled in stomach of waiting for the next punch. You're actually relaxed now, like it said in the reading. You're going to relax yeah. when you have a decision to make instead of getting stressed out. Why is that? Because the overall condition has changed. You're on, you're relying on something that's reliable. Yeah. Where before you're trying to do all these gymnastics to try to look relaxed when you're relying on something that's not reliable. Yeah. It's not a natural reaction. Yeah. The tension is the anxiety is now we're reacting or responding to something that is reliable and therefore you relax. Yeah. Yeah. The other way is like you're trying to force yourself into a yoga posture that you can't fit. This is you grow right into that posture because you're relying now in life on something reliable. It works. Which proves it. It's just, it's like a muscle relaxation. Are true. It's like a muscle relaxer. There's a tension usually when you're being driven by self. There's just is because you know the shit's going to fucking go off the rails sooner or later. Yeah, all your master plans and shit. Yeah. Now 
you're in a state you're easily able to fall back into relaxation because you know you're in good hands. Yeah. And of course, the hands aren't judging you like the head judges you. The hands just keep holding you. Even when you're bad or you do something stupid, you seem to be able to be, you're still held no matter what. That doesn't go with the head. <laughs> the head, it's all fucking transactional. And you're constantly living under an anxiety that it's going to add another obstacle to the obstacle course, another fucking ring to how far you got to go, how far you can jump. It's slavery, literally. Yeah. But now we're relaxing out of that that fear, that survival mode, and we're feeling like we, we're, we're taken care of. Yes. So any way can be the way. The head can use anything as a great example. Just keep stay in the position of being the, the one who's being taught, not the teacher. Yeah, Here, I may seem look like I'm a, the teacher, but I'm not in that condition inside. Yeah, I am super clear something comes through me. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah, nothing. And I've been clear about this for fucking years because I've been in this seat assignment for 30 years, 32 years, some form or another. It's obvious I have nothing to do with this event. Yeah, it's super clear. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, perhaps there's a better way. Yeah, these effects occur. You can't, if the anxiety that's in you is valid, it's going to be very difficult to flip. Yeah. That means you've got to deny, disassociate, fucking be, you know, tranced out because the obviousness is you're fucked. Yeah. So in this case, the relaxation comes from the, that, that initial anxiety is not there because you're relying on something that's reliable. It's really, it's one of the basis of life as an action figure. If the action figure is relying on something reliable, it will demonstrate characteristics. It doesn't demonstrate when it's relying on something that's not reliable. It just does. Yeah. It just sees a lot more because it's not looking for some fucking solution every second. Yeah. Yeah. The basis is really the greatest influence of how we appear. What we're resting on is really how we see ourselves. Yeah. And if you're relying on something that's not reliable, the anxiety or the fear is valid. It's warning you. Yeah. So when you're going, well, that's not, no, no, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> you are. This is, hey, 35 years I've rested on these principles. Fucking, it's awesome. Yeah. Never once did the bed drop and I fell on the floor. Never, never. Yeah, never. So, yeah, I mean, how, you know, let's say doubting Thomas maybe would have was valid because he just saw Jesus for a little while and then he, you know, Jesus took off. But a doubting Thomas after 35 years is a little bit abusive, don't you think? <laughs> I swear to God, if you've been under this influence, if you're still doubting it, this that is definitely not you that's doubting it. 
<laughs> truly, truly. There's no doubting Thomases in long-term sobriety. <laughs> there just isn't. Yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, you met, yeah. Uh, yeah, if Jesus was staying out with those people, doubting Thomas wouldn't have been doubting Thomas for long. <laughs> yes, probably not. <laughs> it was it was shortness of time under the influence of that 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 allowed the doubting to occur. We've been under the influence of this higher power, many of us, for a long time when it comes to time. Yes? The thing doesn't have, I'm going to really fuck you at the 43rd year. It's not like one of those things. I'm setting you up for the big fall, so I'll be nice. Everything will go well for 36 years, but then whammo. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't think like our head thinks. It doesn't think, I don't believe. It just is. So, yeah. This is why I love the third step than seeing it as uh, I have a higher power of its own understanding. Yeah, that's how I view it. I don't want to have a higher power of my understanding. I have had a lot lower power that gave me its understanding. I don't want that, but I want the understanding of the higher power given to me for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, I got to go. We got. I have an appointment today. Hey, thank you so much, Mike and everyone. Let me say goodbye. Jacob, as always, thank you for holding this, uh, setting it up. Martin, great job. Short and sweet. Very nice uh, readings. Mickey, as always. Jessica B., thank you for the the participation. Stephen, Tom in Denver. We got our friend here, Excel, Axel. We got everyone. Uh, I can't see some of the names. Gary, Rob, Chris, Saraswati, Stuart, Bobby, Marjorie, Kaiser. Kaiser dropping in. Yes. Ah, nice. Joseph, Jared. Roman, Kurt Z, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think I have more people. Annette, Fletch, Andrew, Jeff Penfield, Oliver, Jared again. Joseph in France, nice to see you. Marjorie, Paula. Uh, if I missed anyone, I think I did. Uh, I apologize. But thank you. See you soon. Oh, Stephen T, Stuart, Polly. Thanks, everyone. Bobby J. Jacob. Hey, yeah. thank yes. you, Paul. I'm going to put on a thing. We're going to be doing a, a special Zoom next week on Saturday uh, before the Zoom on Saturday. I'm doing a Zoom for a group called Truth and Transmission in the East Coast. So I think we'll, we'll post it on the website. So if you want to come in. They're going to be uh, grilling me. I'll do a talk and then they're going to have questions and it's going to be there. It'll be on the website. It's just going to be Saturday, February 24th. I think it's going to start around 11 West Coast time, 1130. And then we have the one o'clock Zoom that starts. So there'll be two Zooms for one. Not bad. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll have to go through their site. And the information will be on our site. So thank you. Roman, everyone, thank you. Axel, everybody. Thank yeah. you.